Uh, your lead on the intro, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fun. Anytime you're ready, Chris. Don't you say today? Or? No, you say it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fun. Today on the Geek Out Podcast... I'm back! Yay! Yay! So too is the North American House Hippo here to educate us about fake news on the internet. We review and recommendate Terminator Dark Fate. And the latest episode of Watchmen and the first episode of His Dark Materials. And my trip to Galaxy's Edge. Yay! Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to be a this is Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Geek Out podcast. And what a surprise, Kirsten is sick. I know. Brian, are you also sick? I'm sick. Brian, are you? We're both, ah, we're both playing sick. sick. Brian Air Miles Boytano over here. Uh, oh, you guys got plane sickness, that's why. Yeah, they, oh. like, Brian's been jet-setting like you wouldn't believe, and Kirsten just came back from a crazy huge vacation. This is great, this is going to be good, though. You guys have to give yourself, like, an inoculation of all the germs that are on the plane. That's why whenever I get on a plane, the first thing oh, I do geez, is I just Paul. get up on my seat, and you know the little air blowy thing? Yeah. I just suckle it like a little oh, okay. baby goat. <laughs> so I'm with Meister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Paul like this an week and Jason in the Morning Zone. I'm DJ Boy Tano. Oh my god, you sound amazing. And I sound amazing. Oh, and my wow. bass is rolled off on this mixer, and it's still very bassy. <laughs> oh yeah. Somebody get him into the voice booth. That's incredible, dude. Ryan Arm from the queue was saying, oh no, like Air Canada sickness is the worst. And I was like, yeah, actually I flew WestJet, so <laughs> I my, flew WestJet yeah. too. So my sickness has a slightly better sense of humor when it comes oh. to the safety instruction video. Your, sen- your, uh, your sickness is uh, more apologetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Paul Placino, and I host that Afternoon Zone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kirsten James and Paul. I'm really sad that last week you uh, mentioned how much you missed art, but you did not mention anything about missing me. But then I, I was really upset about it for like 2.5 seconds. Right. But then I realized that you mentioned his Instagram stories, and I was like, well, my Instagram stories are sweet as fuck, so that's why Hell you yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, of course. We all enjoyed them. So I got over it really quickly. But your Instagram stories were not mockable, perhaps that was the thing, <laughs> that, maybe. So, so yes, Art Aronson is not here once again this week. He is on the second of three weeks, as I understand it, at Royal Roads University College. I don't understand how it could be both a university and a college, but that's how you go. Huh. And uh, But he's still listening. Art is still listening to the podcast and has sent us um, a rebuttal from last week. Uh, from, a rebuttal? From, from what you said about his Instagram story and what I ended up titling the entire podcast, The Difference Between Good and Great is Want. Shall we hear what Art has to say? <laughs> Wait, why, does he have, why is he rebutting this? Because he's not here. He's, he's not, not here, here in the to podcast to rebut. Yeah. So he wants to take nine minutes of our fucking time so serious? that he can hey, talk man, about this meme. I cut it down to 644. Are you serious? It's nine Six minutes? Four- what? Even at 6.44, I'm not listening to all that. Well, let's see what he has to say. Well, we have to listen to six minutes of only art Five, talking. four, three, oh. two, what? and one. Hey, no, it's Art Aronson coming at you. Hey, you know what? That is a good <laughs> That is a good old school broadcaster trick. Yes, we have non-linear editing and you can see the waveforms. But if you're doing a live broadcast, it, anyways. From Collinwood, B.C. <laughs> what? The Royal Roads Wait, University. Wait, is Art sick too? He went to BCIT like I did. We never learned to do five and Songhees First Nations. I just want to uh, state that. Be thankful for that. Hello, fellow Geek Out podcasters. 
I just wanted to comment on the last Geek Out podcast. I believe it was episode 57, titled The Difference Between Good and Great is Want, attributed to Art Aronson. That's me. Wasn't it like Thank Kobe you, Paul Postino, for yeah, calling me out I on that. I to, to Art Aronson really just thank because you, it was funny. But, uh, it was nice of yeah. you to put me in your thoughts. I'll say that first. Uh, I will say the last <laughs> the episode was great. Paul's really, face. the only thing it was missing was Kirsten. Mm. Brian, Bud, you guys do what you do best. Paul, always a pleasure, whether you like it or you don't like it. It's entertaining. But yes, let's get into uh, the reason why I am recording this uh, rebuttal. First off, just a little context. So I'm taking three weeks off of work at the Q in the Zone. What did you I started a program, the Master of Professional Communication. He's going to school to be a Master of Professional Communication. So for three weeks, I have to actually be on campus. And I also have group work after. So really, I'm on campus for a very long time. Uh, so no, Paul, I'm not sitting on my couch eating Fritos, <laughs> developing extra chins like you so eloquently put it. During the first week of this uh, residency, that's three weeks where I have to be on campus, uh, we're doing a lot of theory work, oh God, theory and like communication. Right now, like. wow. And okay, I got a little philosophical. I have a theory. So this is boring. I decided to put on my Instagram story <laughs> a quote that I thought was... Or I do think is maybe my favorite quote of all time. (laughs) Yes, it might make you laugh that it's by from a professional basketball player. Not just any professional basketball player, though. We're talking about Kobe Bryant here. Like he's one of the top five NBA players of all time. I think just about anybody will say that. Everybody asked him, like, man, half minutes now. How are you doing this? Like, why are you as good as you are? And he said it was simple. Everybody's listening with their heads down. He just tries harder than everyone else. And he has a quote. The difference between good and great is want. Glad he repeated the quote. We didn't know the quote. And what he means by that, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear it. Are you really going to like... In the basketball contextual uh, format of this, there are so many good basketball players so many great athletes in the national basketball association or not even playing in the national basketball association but they're not great like he is he's great and the difference between him let me guess and them is want (laughs) it's as simple as that and it's really impressive to me that not to think about it and not everybody wants to be great you know people are okay with putting on their pants in the morning, working a nine to five, going home. But Kobe is one of the most competitive people on the planet. And for him to come out and say let's, that... Let's call it there. That's a lot. It's inspirational to okay. me. Well, yes. not we'll, not, we'll let him go and we'll, we'll come yeah, back to this later. And we'll, see, we'll see what he thinks. So, yeah. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Art. So if he's you not, listen to the whole nine minutes though, right, bud? Of course I did. Is, does it get more... Does, like, I can't believe he's drilling down on such a basic, dumb thing to say that Kobe Bryant is some philosopher for saying want. Like, does it does it get... Does he make good points eventually? He, um, he goes into... The reason he 
And I, I don't want to paraphrase it. We should just check back with him later. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's basically he was just sort of in, he's thinking about himself right. and, and why he's there at this program for this self-improvement. Because he wants he to wants be it. better kind of thing. Because right. you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh! At least that's a decent sports <laughs> quote. That's, that's a good one. It means essentially the same thing, but isn't said in the dumbest possible way. There's actually like a bit of a metaphor or simile there. Jesus I really, I really regret the fact that uh, we didn't mention right off the top of this podcast <laughs> that uh, there are time codes uh, in this podcast. Oh, yeah. If you wanted to skip ahead to the important shit that you're supposed to hear... That you're here to listen to this podcast for. This week (laughs) on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. The glorious return of the house hippo. Now, the biggest surprise of my uh, recording this geek out with Paul in for Dylan and Jason was that neither of them had seen the commercials for the house hippo before. What? What? Never. Oh, thank goodness. I literally just showed it to Johnny, too, because when he became a Canadian, I was like, okay, we have to watch all the heritage moments. Yes! And and the house hippo, which is not a heritage moment. And then the log rider's waltz, right? Yes, we watched the log rider. And his brother was here, who's obviously also British, and they were just watching this, and they were like, what the fuck? But, oh, wait, okay. (laughs) Random. Okay, you know the one where they go to, um, oh, I forget what it is, but they like go to the, at the time they were called Indians, uh, now they're... Are you talking about a heritage moment? Yeah, the heritage yeah, yeah, moment. Yeah. Anyway, the Indian... The Canada one. Is, is Mel Gibson. No. What? Yes, no. it's yes, Mel Gibson starred in a heritage he moment? He starred in a heritage I'm looking moment. This and up. we were watching it and we were like, he's like Silver Feather or Chief eagle something this is the one where it's like they must be talking about the houses yeah. the village oh no 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 C- canada not that one not that one oh then what one wait not mel gibson is uh, it the one? Oh, okay all right no not but but oh god what's his name <laughs> not mel gibson pierce now? brosnan maybe what <laughs> it's, just look up pierce brosnan canadian heritage moment i'm really derailing this podcast. <laughs> you're over all over the map yeah there he is grail right there on the left is he really young yeah holy smokes look at this uh I've never seen this one. Grail, just back from a triumphant British tour, is to be a reluctant guest at a gathering of friends. Oh my god, that's Pierce Brosnan! You may not realize this, but right now you are the most famous Red Indian in the world. These are your people. You have to be there. Come on, Harry. Oh, he didn't say anything, but it's definitely Pierce Brosnan. He's a Red Indian. He's got got ponytails. I'm the king of China. Oh my god. The king of what? It is an honor to meet the man called Grail. Who has brought much respect for our people. Now speak. Imposter, rascal, dreamer. <laughs> and yet the Englishman who called himself Grey Owl awoke the whole world to speak. our vanishing wilderness. Oh, so... says, Men become what they dream. You have dreamed well. Uh, See art? Doesn't even have, like, That's a better saying. Role. Men become what they dream. That is... <laughs> Essentially the same thing as great and good as wants, but anyway, way better. Sorry to so derail he, the podcast, no, fine, but, but that was before he was famous. We weirdly oh, yeah. had Pierce Brosnan in a Canadian heritage. I don't moment. think I've seen that. No, no. Oh, no. in a yeah. non-speaking role, which was frustrating. I have seen that one. I had no context. I didn't oh, realize Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, anyway, well. sorry, House Hippo. I can't. Really have yeah, yeah. House. Polly talked about yeah. the like the War Amps robot mm-hmm. and the don't put it in your mouth. God, thing. that War Amps, uh, that robot man, terrifying. Freaked me. I can put my arm back on. You but can't. You can't. <laughs> 
Anyways. I, I truly like you name any other one and I know it inside out and backwards. And but the house hippo I never saw. I thought for sure it was like a regional thing I was never exposed to or like I've never seen it. Concerned Children Advertisers of Canada was this agency that put out a bunch of these things and they were it was, it was basically it was media literacy in the time of, you know, strictly television. Mm-hmm. And the house hippo was there. It was so cute because if you don't know it, um your well, join you on join Paul can join you under your rock. Um, it's the you know nighttime in a quiet Canadian house or whatever, and this, you see this little tiny house hippo, and it's trying to tell you that house the North American house hippo is a thing, and they just wander around and they get into your things and they steal your socks and whatnot. And at the end, it's like that looked really real, didn't it? But it wasn't, and that's why you have to question what you see. And that was the whole point of that of that uh, PSA huh. was to empower mostly kids i would say with the uh the ability to question and to uh be you know to to ask and make sure that it's that is real Uh oh hello everyone yep uh the announcers meeting in queue control is about to begin that's great where's it earlier so that's not the lunch no yeah we're recording this quite earlier so what's happened she's still going (laughs) yeah she's still going she's like art 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 still going (laughs) (laughs) let's check in with art and see if he's uh is he still still here Oh my god, he's still going. Why are you here? <laughs> and the answer I gave was I want to challenge myself. Okay. Oh boy. I just want to be a better communicator. I have a job as a reporter right now and I could probably continue to do it without any fancy degree or anything like that. But you know, I want to be better. Okay, now back and, to the house okay, hippo. So this is a company called Media Smarts rebooted the house hippo campaign and hilariously have has put the house hippo playing on somebody's iPad or iPhone or something overnight. You know, just to explain where all your data goes and whatnot. And yeah, so now, of course, it's about fake news. It's about, you know, we're in the age of the internet mm-hmm. and, and there's just basically companies are out there trying to fool you to take your money for whatever reason. They're trying to, you know, scare you or, you know, convince you of this. Uh, and it's just, and everything out there, there's so much bad fake and CG and stuff. And so this is a great time to bring this campaign back. And the website is breakthefake.ca. If you'd like to see the spot, or you can go to thezone.fm slash geekup. But I thought it was really cool that the house hippo came back. And it's so cruel. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeed. I Sorry, but I had to bring that up. This is not something I would normally bring up, no. But, um, you know, talk amongst yourselves for the house hippo for a second. It's cool. It's cruel. Okay, basically, I think Bud's going to actually go find the actual comment. But he posted this on Facebook, and someone commented who obviously doesn't know the house hippo is, didn't listen to the Geek Out podcast, uh, and whatever. And her comment was like, this is awful and cruel punishment to animals. Why would you ever do that? Like, because they thought that house hippo was a real thing. You oh could my get. god! Oh it's no! The point. Yeah. Don't don't like it. Why the hell would you do that? So cruel. Sorry. I had to- oh. <laughs> oh my god! Proving is that real? Yes. I will get into context later that yes, that's real. I can't, I'm not going to talk about that on the podcast. Sorry. That's anyways. incredible. <laughs> yeah. I needed to call them That's out. the exact point of exactly. the whole thing. Media literacy. Here we go. It's a thing. Uh, did you respond, bud? Uh, no. no, I'm not going to respond to that for a number of reasons, and I'll tell you. I'll, I'll okay. Out, so. All right. Wow. Anyways, that was my geek out. <laughs> <laughs> How long did that take? <laughs> Who here Art. saw Terminator Dark Fate? I did. You did? Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I'm glad. You tried to take people with you, they didn't come with you? Nobody saw them. Okay. Yeah, saw so then Paul saw it and I saw it. It bombed at the box office with a budget of between 185 and 196 million United States dollars. Its opening weekend only brought in 
29 million wow. United States dollars. <laughs> and yet, it's still 71% fresh with some fairly positive critical reviews. That's, gonna- re- that's really surprising to me, though. Only 29 million with a name like Terminator? Very surprising. With something else like... Was there a holiday? Like, did something yeah, no else kidding. come out? What was taking mm-hmm. away from did that? Everyone go see that weekend? Adam Family movie. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> no, it was number one at the box office with that miserable show. That like, was number one. Yeah, no one else saw anything else. Oh, okay, so it's just the state of media. It's just yeah. the state of movies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Oh, Martin Scorsese. Um, so yeah, we'll 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 review and recommendation this a little later in the pod. But uh, I I just found that to be a really interesting figure. So you know, low of an opening weekend. We can yeah, as you say, we can review and recommendation more. But I wonder if it's about just like the idea of a Terminator these days is kind of quaint when you think about it, actually. Like, you know, back when it was the first release of the Terminator, 1984, what a cool original idea and yeah. all that. But, I mean, now they just kind of keep cashing in and cashing in on the success of those first two movies yeah. when that idea has been done in a way more better way by the Matrix series and other pieces of fiction. Plenty of different villains. Yeah, they, they just, right. they're just trying to one-up one up each other. And yeah, it's it's... In this day and age, how can you take almost anything to the next level? Because everything's been done and repeatedly. Well, we're in also kind of new territory with like sequels when it comes to the Terminator because we, we're getting into... Um, now sequel territory where there's so many sequels for a, a, a particular franchise whereas this one it's like James Cameron came back in and was like mm-hmm. okay ignore those other ones yeah. we're yeah. gonna do this one here and this <laughs> yeah. will be the sequel right. well if this bombed who's to say that five years down the road somebody's gonna come back and say no this will be the next Terminator <laughs> 3 right. you know there's That's like you stop point. believing people I'll have to admit like that that uh, aspect of it unto itself is we are ignoring the old three, four, and five, mm-hmm. and this, which is technically six, will be three. That's a pretty original concept. Well, they you know they um, did it with Halloween. That's so funny that you say that because I just oh, wrote it down. Right. Last year they did that with Halloween. And okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, is it James? Also a James something who does Halloween? James Cameron? No, no, I, don't it's not, it's, I think it's also. I know anyway, what you mean. Though, yeah. um, but they did that. They had like Halloween John up Carpenter. until five. John, John Carpenter. I knew it was right. also yeah. JC. And John Carpenter came back, and they they were like no. Oh, ignore all the other Halloweens. Ignore Only you. number one, and now this one. Um, so number one and this one, not like because even though like Jamie Lee Curtis was in like H. Yeah, she was in H two O. Halloween underwater. Oh my god, really? Oh jeez, was that a thing? No, it wasn't actually. Oh man, it was because it was like twenty. It was it. It was the millennium. So yeah, that's right. I think really is that we knew this going in. This was a soft reboot, and I think that most. You know, fans of the franchise at this point under, will understand from those even trailers. This is going to be a really super soft reboot of this franchise, definitely. And so, I think we're all kind of done with that. We, or at least we know the trick. You yeah. know, with Force Awakens, we kind of like we're like, wow, Han Solo's back. And then you know, it's like, okay, now so many other examples of this, including Blade Runner and all that. It can be done well or not so well. As soon as like maybe not so favorable reviews started coming in, just the fan. The fan base was just like, no, we don't need this. Yeah. It's just that trick again, and I don't need to see it. And so now. And that's what I think this is. That's $29 million of, like, in going into radio listener terms, P1s and P3s, mm, right? So they're like. These are your oh, very dedicated. Yeah, so the very the dedicated right. versus the, uh, let's let's just go see an action movie tonight. Right. Right. So that's right. probably what the $29 million is. And all those people middle of the road and be like, ah, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on streaming or whatever. Totally. You know? So are you guys going to review and recommendation it later or you just want to do it now? 
yeah, sorry. Like our, our formatics kind of got all out of whack, and I'm not sure why that do happened. Do it now. I, I, I would do it now. Right now yeah. Anybody that's escape. listening to this in... Are you still? Is, 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 I, I was just checking in on art here, and you see, want to be better. Like, look at Brian. Like he, whoa, okay, has you, Brian, a family, and he's at the radio station. Whoa, this from, is getting really deep. Yeah, uh, dawn till dusk. You know, working hard, doing a million jobs. Uh, look at Bud. He is on the clock, twenty four seven, working Probably, yeah. with all the geek stuff and keeping the stations do do, online. Right? So I guess we're gonna find like he knows what you do, Bud. Up to speed. <laughs> Look at Kirsten. But listen, she does what? Three different jobs. What you get? I don't even know all the things you do, Kirsten. But you're always doing something because you want to be better. Now, Paul, I want. Can you understand that? (laughs) Because I know you saw this quote and you were like, "Fuck this guy." I will truly fuck him. Turn it off. That's enough. Hundred percent. Yeah. I only do one. Maybe that was a little cheesy. Yeah. Art has been here at eleven o'clock on a Friday night. Watching me as I also do my extra work, so fuck you, dude. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Try to call me out for like not wanting it. One of you is gonna buy the other person a piece of clothing. By yeah, the end definitely. Of this is oh, happening. Oh my goodness! So yeah, our formatics kind of went out the window. We have a lot to review and recommendation. So sure, let's. Uh, yeah, I can certainly do a spoiler-free um, Dark Fate uh, review if uh, if we want to do that now. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, now go. Sure, me. Um... I enjoyed it, but I, of course, am a super fan. Like, Terminator, you know, and Terminator 2, I count them as one movie. Number one, you know, movie for Bud. Wow. This has been a big week. You know, Watchmen is out. His Dark Materials just came out. Yeah. New Terminator came out. It's been a big week for Bud. Yeah. Um, and this movie, I thoroughly enjoyed it, save for two very silly, ridiculous scenes or components within the movie. Mm. Um, Plane and Waterfall. Um, Other than that, I thought it was great. I normally find the big, you know, the ending fight in all those movies to be just tedious and overdone. I really enjoyed this one. I enjoyed the the introduction. And honestly, as I'd hoped, Gabriel Luna was like my star of the show. He was he was fantastic. And, you know, he's super CG in moments, but not a whole lot of them. And you really do get to see him come out in in a lot of this and and uh, not a lot of this but some of it and yeah i i had a great time yeah there was um there was something about it that didn't quite uh lock for me and i don't know if you did this but but so i'm filling in on mornings this week and i've got you know it's like uh, nothing but time in the afternoons um you know so i actually on monday had it and that's because you only do the one thing because and, i'm not a you know, you're not yeah <laughs> and that's right and i don't and do you don't want you don't want and i don't yeah. want yeah i'm just very lazy um so so I had a little Terminator marathon on Monday. I rented Terminator 1 from iTunes, and then Terminator 2 is on Netflix, and I watched them both back-to-back nice. to get ready for this. And there's just something about, especially Terminator 2, that's just like, it's so good to watch. Everything lines up perfectly. Yep. Almost. And there's one big thing that it doesn't. In the first Terminator, it actually, like, you can tell that James Cameron put a lot of thought into that movie when he put it out, right? Which one? Terminator 1. Yes. He There was so much thought about like the world building and everything, and he probably didn't think he was going to get to make Terminator 2. His actual original idea uh, for Terminator involved both the metal Terminator and the liquid metal Terminator. The technology wasn't there yet. It wasn't there. That's what the Abyss was for. When he right. The technology was catching up to him, yeah. and so he got to do it in the Abyss, and that's where you first saw it. And the next big movie after that was T2. So... 
Um, what's interesting in Terminator One, there's like this very um, like deliberate line where Kyle Reese talks about like, okay, Skynet sends a Terminator back, and then John Connor sent me back, and then he destroyed the time machine because he, we can't come back, and uh, that's it, just two through, and then it's done. And it's very interesting that le- that line is in there, and they have to like really quickly retcon it in Terminator Two to justify the existence of the entire fucking movie. Yeah, but it also has wide open sprung swung the doors for this and every other fucking Terminator movie sure. that has ever been because it only makes sense if you think about it in the way that Terminator One explains it. That Skynet sent one Terminator back in time. Yep. And then Kyle Reese went back to stop him, and yep. then that was it. That was that's all you can do because if, as it is in this movie, Infinity Terminators forever can just keep going back, mm-hmm. then it's just like this is a mess. Small point: Infinity Terminators aren't keeping coming back. The Terminators or the Skynet sent more than one in that first push. That is how I understand it, as they right. explained in the first movie, because yeah. Whether the time displacement equipment was destroyed, as Kyle Reese said, and he doesn't know. That's just what they told him. Maybe, like we see in Terminator Genesis, something goes wrong right after the soldier is sent through. Right. Um, so maybe the machines came and they're just like, nope, more, more Terminators, just in case, just in case. Um, they play the numbers game. Um, but at, at that point, if that's what you're going to do, like that line in the first one. You know, made it so that you couldn't be like, well, why didn't they just send back an entire army Precisely. and just wipe out, right? Yeah. It's like, nope, we can send one Terminator back and yeah. then one dude, and that's it. Yeah. So as soon as you start getting now a third and a fourth and a fifth Terminator, then it's then you start thinking, yeah. okay, why not just send the whole army? But that, ex- that explains why um, there was another Arnie there is because that was done. They just, they just sent them. And then the future was changed. And then all that Skynet is gone. They can't send anymore. They've already done it. You know, like that's the thing. It wasn't. It wasn't done over a period of time where Skynet sends more Terminators. That's a different convoluted time fuckery thing. It's all a different convoluted time fuckery right. thing. Absolutely. So, so oh yeah. That that to me, and uh, and so then, so I don't know. It works for Terminator Two because you just want Terminator Two to exist. But then as soon as you're doing this now, it just the whole the whole uh, like I said, the whole premise just feels like antiquated and and uh, quaint. You know, that you would send a robot back. Uh, you know, I can tell why they wanted to do it, though. Look at the, like you say, uh, Gabriel Luna's performance as the Rev-9 was rad. Yeah. It was so good. The technology is so there that, yeah. like, oh, my God, you believe, right, that this um, liquid metal thing is doing this shit. M- mimetic polyoly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. If yeah. you Google the phrase hyperalloy combat chassis. Yeah. We, the Geek Pod, are result number seven in Google. Yeah, that's sweet. Because <laughs> apparently nobody is as nerdy as us. So, um, so, so yeah. To to wrap up and just do a non spoilery review of the movie, I thought it had really sweet elements. The first action chase scene that happens is uh, it's a lot more grounded than it eventually gets. If that would have been your like main climax action scene, I would have been probably pretty satisfied. I I took notes in the dark as I was there, and I wrote down um, what is it. T2-worthy car chase. Better highlight of the film. Like, it was so in your face and there and the th- yeah. and this is coming out coming out of T2 where a lot of that stuff you just weren't expecting like that first one that tow truck just comes over the bridge yeah. um this one was so well done and so in your heart i really enjoyed it cuz like like the ending big fight scenes i find car chases to be somewhat monotonous yeah. and hard to follow 
but I thought this one was really well done. It was fantastic. And uh, I'll say another thing about that in a second. I also, as a highlight, thought that um, the Grace character, the... Uh, Mackenzie Davis? Yeah. She was, I thought, pretty, really enjoyable just to watch throughout the movie. She's like a human who's been augmented with machine parts, and she's like the new protector, whatever, whatever. She was n- nice and neat in it. I enjoyed her. <laughs> um, okay. So when I watched Terminator 2... Yeah. This is to my point that I'm constantly making about CGI and real practical effects. When I was watching Terminator 2 at home by myself, and there's a scene in the chase scene there where like a helicopter flies and it like flies underneath of an overpass yeah. on a freeway and all this. Super cool. I was screaming in the house. I was up off the couch, <laughs> yeah, on my feet yelling. I was like, holy fuck! They had to actually do that. Yes, That's they absolutely did. Stunt pilot flying that helicopter under a, guy a bridge. In the truck, so under dangerous. A bridge. So, that is fucking sweet. Yeah. Okay. Compared to the <laughs> yeah. climax of this and every movie yep. where my brain recognizes it as fake CGI yep. and I'm just like, boring. <laughs> more spectacle, more fantastic, doing crazier, wackier, more incredible things. But our brains are too smart. We I'm get like, it. Cartoon. Yep. It's cartoon. Not Absolutely. real. No one did. Yeah. I'm going to just touch on a couple of great nods, and then I'm not going to read my page and a half of notes. But um, it was nice to hear Dwight Yoakam in this movie. Um, if you remember, <laughs> Dwight Yoakam yes. was playing, uh, Guitars Cadillacs was playing in the bar in T2. Yeah. Mm. And they also, uh, it, it comes out uh, here as well. Good nod. Um, there's a, in, in Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, the way that the TX is destroyed is Arnold takes his own power supply out of his stomach somehow continues functioning and stuffs it in the mouth of the bad robot there is a nod to that um there's a line from terminator 2 which is say that's a nice bike just before you know that cop is going to get killed and his bike is going to get taken there's a nod to that in the new uh in the new movie a couple of musical nods like when you first see arnold it's that same clang that they had in t2 which was inspired from the clangs in technoir and t1 t1 um and the only thing that was a great nod that kind of still twigs me is the dogs. Oh, yeah. Dogs in, in the Terminator lore are used to spot Terminators. They can tell. I only noticed on a recent reviewing of Terminator 2, as uh, the T-1000 is going to the foster parent's house, Yeah, you can hear dogs barking in the mm-hmm. background. Yep. Um, and you can hear dogs barking when Gabriel Luna's Rev-9 is coming to kill Papa. But there's Arnold with a pet dog. Right. So that's, you know, I love it. Well, it's great. I Maybe. explain that, but like, well, that's pretty spoilery. Yeah, though. that is pretty spoilery. Okay. Okay. Well, that, well, okay. Not spoilery then. I think that's, <laughs> that truly is to, uh, that's so on purpose. You can tell it's, I think it's like to, most to tell you that like, oh yeah, he really has become, yeah. you know, more human in his hanging yeah. around. I love the hell out of this movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, but here's the thing. I'm a built in fan. So did you love all the other ones? I did not like T3. I despised Terminator Genesis. Huh. I loved Terminator Salvation. That's with Christian Bale. Yep. And yeah. Sam Worthington. That's a Sam Worthington movie, as far right. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, he did such a great job in that. The concept was original. Yeah. So original. He did not know he was a Terminator. He signed up for this thing before the death sentence, and he wakes up. He still thinks he's human. He doesn't he don't know how that happened. Wow. He does not know. Oh, you didn't see uh, Salvation Paul? No, I did. I just forgot uh, it. I, yeah. It was a pretty forgettable. But he's, I get him fired up. He, again, it's though. it's a different situation to the Mackenzie Davis. Um, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm trying not to get too much into it, okay. but uh, yeah, damn, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I give it like 
eight and a half geeky squeaks out of ten. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I thought I like had enough fun watching it, I guess. I just thought that like it doesn't really to me stand up to you know, when Terminator was great for Terminator 2. And, oh, agreed. And even though it's like di- trying desperately to be that good. Yep. Um, so that's that was hard for me, and I and it just it wasn't as enjoyable. And I think just like, I think this is supposed to launch a new, like, uh, three movies or something. Regrettably so. I hate that idea, but undoubtedly it is. Well, oh, we'll yeah. see, though, because, like, so was Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And so I think so was Salvation, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. every time oh, yeah, they like, we'll do something new and different. It'll start a new... Uh, yep. Trilogy, it they always doesn't that. end up, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, it's a shame because you know as as much as this one had its flaws, I think that if you carry on down the line with it, it could be interesting. Yeah, um, but I just don't think it's it's going to happen now. Yeah. I think it's another false start, and I, I think agree. really put it to bed. That's enough for this franchise. We don't need any more CGI Arnolds. We don't need old man Arnold doing his thing anymore. Like it's done. Linda Hamilton didn't couldn't save it. Yeah. What what next? Edward Furlong, you're going to bring back <laughs> like. It's it's over. This is like too antiquated of an idea. It was original and cool in the eighties. It doesn't work anymore. It doesn't work for our modern times. There were some neat modern allegories in it. Oh, I love that. Definitely. Right? There's uh because in Terminator two, uh T one thousand is on purpose an LA cop as uh like a, a commentary. James Cameron was very specific that it was a commentary about how the police view the general public yep. and how it's like not good and detrimental. Whereas in this movie, in a similar way, I was like, okay, neat. They're doing a lot of border control commentary. Yes. Yeah. You know, and that's what the Rev 9 takes. You know, it's like, yeah, there's some neat commentary in there. I can tell what you're trying to do. But again, execution didn't really pay off for Mm -hmm. me. And uh, you got to find a new idea. Come on. There's a young James Cameron out there. Absolutely. With, who's had of having a fever dream. <laughs> and you've got to put that to film and start a new thing rather than keep going back to this well. It's for done. me, though, for a Terminator fan, this I count this as a bookend. I would love it for it to end here yeah. because I, I found this to be a great movie. I found basically in the whole series there were two, two uh, skunks, Terminator 3 and then Terminator Genesis. Um, and this would be a great way to end it. But who knows? Uh, but, you know, if we ever do something like this again... Can we please? Why do the protectors always take the cruddy vehicles? Okay, Grace landed in a pile of eight cop cars. Why couldn't she have taken one of those? Why are the bad guys always? Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> this is the vehicle's top speed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, can I? Sorry, Brian. I know we're done with this, but one more, one more thing. Like. There was a little bit of humor in this movie, and it worked. I liked it. Oh, my it. God. I think Arnold got some of the greatest lines of the Terminator franchise in this movie. I agree. Um, but there's a few things that I wish that it would have done more of that Terminator 2 did really well. Do you remember that? Like, Terminator 2, whether it was taking itself super seriously or it was, like, kind of a joke or kind of a, I don't know what, cheesiness with the glasses and all that. And I remember there's that scene... Where he walks, uh, he's in the mall and he's got that gun hidden in the roses. Guns yeah. and roses. It's all fucking slow-mo and then it's like it's the sort of him stepping on it and all that. Like, I think that was actually kind of a brave thing to do because it's so fucking over the top and cheesy. Yep. But it's what makes that movie great. Yes. And there's no way you can do that again, I guess, in 2019 because sim- in a very similar scene in this movie, uh, Grace is there and she's just got a gun but it's like hidden under a jacket. And it's like, okay, uh-huh. I-, I guess that's what you would do but like, that's not fun to watch. No. That's not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's not a, hidden in a bunch of roses. But our media landscape was so less cluttered at that time, and everybody yeah. knew that Guns N' Roses was doing an original song. Or, you know, oh, like, actually, is that you, why you did that? You Could Be Mine was, it was left over from the, um, whatever their big album was, those sessions, I think. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, the, that's that, that was a big deal. Oh. The, the also, Guns and Roses. Yeah, that was also that a movie. thing in that time. Is that like something beautiful dropping in slow motion? Yeah. Something like <laughs> hardcore kind of. It's kind of like the same thing with like the John Woo movies, where there always has to be doves, and he's walking out of a church <laughs> in slow motion. You know, like with the explosion behind. Yeah, that was my thought when I saw. it. I was like, come on, like be brave, do something like that. Right. Want it? Okay. What are we gonna talk about next? Want, <laughs> Want it? Oh my god. Should we check and see if Art is still talking here? So I Holy apologize God. for that, Paul, but I oh, still think apology. this quote is amazing. And you know what, Paul? Not everybody can be you, all right? Not everybody has great hair. Oh, Not everybody can show up Hang on, at the last second and yeah. be awesome. Oh, oh those so are He's got your pants. Fuck nice. you, Paul. Oh. Oh. That was for a <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it means by want. It's... It means fuck you, Paul. It's not just settling for what you have or what you are. It's wanting to be a little bit better. So, to me, the difference between good and great is as simple as that. It's want. Damn it, Kobe Bryant. You are the man. And fuck you, Paul, if you don't get that. Because you should. But hopefully, maybe that adds a little few layers of context for you, Paul. I uh, just want to say that I miss you guys, that being Aww. said. And, uh, yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'll be back on the Geek Pod. Uh, this is uh, Art Aronson coming to you from Colwood, British Columbia, Royal Roads University. Thanks, Art. Bye, Aww, Art. Aw, that's ha- nice. Happy Give birthday nice last week. compliment at the end. If and I'm then said ever... to fuck you, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> three or four fuck If I'm ever that. missing from the pod and then you chirp me, I'm going to send a rebuttal. That's two seconds long that just says, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Oh, well, Kobe will hear that and, you know, be stoked that he's getting a good shout out. <laughs> I want to talk about the Witcher trailer and I want to know what you thought about the Witcher trailer. Kirsten probably is the biggest fan in this room of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I liked it, except I'm still not sold on Henry Cavill as the Witcher. Really? Tell I me why. Know. I don't know. Like, this was the trailer that kind of sold it for me. Last I think, time I wasn't convinced. I think they did a good job in this trailer of explaining what you're going to watch if you don't know anything about the books. Or the, I love how it was like based on the best-selling novels. And I was like, and the video game. Right. <laughs> like They're trying to like up it like Game of Thrones. right? Like, novels, this is definitely not a video game TV show. <laughs> <laughs> We're cooler than that no, other media. Absolutely oh, not. Um, but uh, I, I think they did a good job of explaining what you're going to watch if you are not a fan of The Witcher. Um, but I just, I don't know. He's very, um, stoic and wooden. And, and the thing is like Geralt is kind of stoic and wooden, but I just, I don't like Henry Cavill as Geralt. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm still very stoked for this. I think it's a good property for Netflix. The graphics look really good. Um, I, I'm still hyped for it, but I'm just not sure about Henry Cavill. We'll find I, out on December 20th when it comes out as a Netflix series. I see Cavill in this role, and I like him more than I like him as Superman, yeah. certainly. Yeah. But, like, uh, I don't know. I don't think he's that wooden of a guy. Like, the guy can do some charisma. Yeah. He should be a sweet, action-leading man like him in that Mission Impossible movie. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Why can't we figure out more things to do? Does he always have to have a mustache? <laughs> like, I don't know. And maybe he does. I don't know. Why w- I don't wonder why he was chosen for this. And yeah, like you say, but I can't wait to actually see what he does with this role and if it's like something we really want to cling on to. Yeah, and Geralt does have charisma. Like he is kind of like a wooden, stoic character. Like the- he's this mutant, hard done by. Um, but 
he does have charisma. Like mm. it's very, I don't know, in the in the video game, the voice actor that does it just does a phenomenal job. Um, and I just think he's a bit young to be playing Geralt, but mm. we'll we'll see. Um, is I'm the charisma so excited for it? Is the charisma hidden? Too far under under too many layers. It looks like Apple's. I got a little hints. I, I I got some hints of it. Like yeah, yeah, um, as did I in it. But like I would like to see a little bit more. Um, but I'm just gonna have to wait till it comes out. Guess we'll find out. Yeah, we have the a year for the Into the Spider Verse next movie with Lord and Miller. It's gonna be 2022 though. Um, and again, I'm like, I'm kind of of the mind. I really want another Into the Spider-Verse. I love, love, love that first movie. Yeah. And I respect the fact that it will take them time to make it right. Just please make it right, Lord. Yeah, it was like the animation. Do, yeah, I was like, I don't want to do a year. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Which was supposed to be coming out this month, by the way. Oh, that's right, too. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the redesign? No, I haven't. There's like leaks of redesigns, oh. and he looks so much better. Oh, okay, cool. It's still going to be a shitty yeah. movie. <laughs> Well, I don't think they they can't polish that. They can they can make Sonic look better. Yeah, I think they'll just... go back to the scripts and tidy it up a little bit. No, I think they they're just gonna redigitize this the Sonic character. Right, but yeah. like it's still gonna be the same movie. Won't do any reshoots. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Oh man, how's it look? Uh, hey, it looks like better. he looks like so much Sonic. better. Yeah. It looks like he doesn't look yeah. like a human in a Sonic suit. Anymore. Exactly, like the fur, like it's a, just a lot less. Um, glossy. Yeah. That's not official though. That's just like a leak. This is a leak. Yeah, Hopefully you see, the, you see this AMC thing. Like it's leak, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, they're still gonna have like fucking Gangsters Paradise in the trailer. Or something. Oh my god. I hope they re-release the exact same trailer. That would be with yeah. so yeah. great. Exactly. I would love Graphic. that. Oh, yeah. they've got to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and one other piece of interesting news. With then, and if you don't know, the whole idea of the Spider Verse is that all the different Spidermans that uh, that existed uh, in all of their different permutations end up making their way into this movie um, because of the the, the trans dimensional kaploopy whatever it was that happened. Apparently, Spider Man, which is the the, the toy um, licensing short lived Japan live action series of beautiful awfulness he's been designed like the character has been designed and could possibly maybe make it into the next movie that would be amazing that's fantastic maybe yeah he could be like he could be that sort of that spider ham this sort of like oh look at this crazy take on spider-man or he could be like the post-credit scenes where they make fun of the meme you know it could be and i would love for him to just i would love for it to be lines lifted from the show with the captions underneath and I would love them even more if they were complete non sequiturs yeah. you know I, I think that could work so well oh, yeah. um, just because the whole Spider-Verse that, that's where it would fit perfectly I how, think. how wild that you know it feels like in that first Spider-Man Spider-Verse movie there was so much so many references and so many deep pulls and easter eggs and all of that and there's still Probably just as many to go again for Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Verse 2. Undoubtedly. How long has this character been around? How many different you know? branches has it gone off to? How many different creatives have been able to to make it their own? Yeah. And this is the pool they're drawing from? I love it. Yeah, it's kind of the perfect character for this. It's kind of like the, um, what was it? The many, the multiple Earths, the infinite Earths thing. Crisis on Infinite Crisis Earths. On infinite Earths. Um, it's, it, it sounds like that concept, but has been executed Cooler and better. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you talking about next? Sorry, I should have uh, talked about this. One. Well, I like that uh, you have two sections here on the uh, prep sheet, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a bit eye rolly, and the next is very, very damn, damn eye rolly. <laughs> I didn't so, know yeah. that. Why don't we start with the bit eye rolly stuff? It's good. A bit eye rolly is that uh, the news is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is in production, and how they did this was they gave both 
Um, Sebastian, Sam, and... Sebastian Stan. 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 <laughs> Sebastian <laughs> Sam. I'm sorry. And, An- and Anthony Mackie. Marvel gave them both access to the ta- to take over the Marvel account, and then they start fighting back and forth. No, I thought I was doing making the album. I thought I was making the album. Great acting, guys. Great acting. But anyways, yeah. It was just to say that they're on set, and production has begun on The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There's um, some decent leaks or apparent leaks about uh, the storyline for Ooh. for this, Please which tell. is it, it's also kind of true to the the comic run of you know Falcon as uh, Captain America, and that like there was a lot of pushback about him actually being the next Captain America, mm-hmm. whether it you know it was uh, racial or, or or not or racially driven or not. But um, I think what's going to happen. Uh, so I I believe. Um, What's the guy's name? Plays Thunderbolt Ross. He's going to be back in this. Oh, yeah. Um, he is does not want Falcon to be Captain America because he didn't sign the Sokovia Accords. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's so, clever. See, I like these kinds of politics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where this U.S. agent guy that I was talking about in a, in a previous pod is going to be um, introduced. Oh, you mean Martin Freeman? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, um, no mustache McFly. Must, yeah, yeah. From, Sam Elliott. From Hulk. Sam Elliott. Oh, Sam Elliott. No, okay. not Sam Elliott. No? no. Oh, that's oh, sorry. That's 2003. I was like Sam Elliott. I don't remember. Uh, Is he oh, William, no. William Hurt. William Hurt. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, from Hulk. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So because he was he was the Secretary of State in Civil War, right? So he was the guy yes, kind of yes, yes. running things. Uh, so because Sam didn't sign the the Sokovia Accords, he doesn't want him to be oh, the next Captain America, hmm. uh, which. Of course, Captain America. But Captain America didn't, America sign, didn't sign it either. Yeah. So, right. so they no, no, but want. I, to... I love that what this opens up. I kind of like these these little in depth politicky things. Well, and it's and... very comic booky too, Absolutely. right? It's yes. like who's going to be the next Captain America? Like some some of these superhero personas, they had different people, you know. Yeah. You know, being them in in the comic runs. But I think back yeah. when a lot of these things started, it was just coincidence or circumstance or it just happened and boom you've got a superhero but years on when you're when you're captain america retired then there's bureaucracy now look we've got yep. look what we've got to deal with now. well and, yeah. I, and i like how they've taken all the because like the from even incredible hulk incredible hulk was they they they've sort of retconned the story is this oh, lunchtime sorry. now no it's only 11 30 hello john john shields yep. could you call front desk John, could you call the front desk, please? Oh my God. <laughs> Great to be back. Or is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's hanging. She just hung up. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, so in the Incredible Hulk uh, in the MCU, they've kind of retconned that so, because mm-hmm. the calling you know you know Bruce Banner's whole mission why the reason why he became the Incredible Hulk was because he was trying to replicate the Captain America serum. Right. 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 And then that's also what they did to Abomination. The reason he became Abomination is because they wanted him to be the next Captain America. So they right. tried to put the serum into him, but then it turned him into this kind of rage monster, kind of like the Hulk. Um, so they're really expanding on that. And it's, again, it just goes to show like they really nailed it on the writing on a lot of these stories, you know? And mm-hmm. so that makes me, you know, look forward to this and is this this is the first uh mcu coming out on disney plus yeah i believe so yeah, yeah. this will the, this will be the first mcu oh, originals yeah absolutely yeah. i believe so and uh good question today from mary about disney plus is coming out get the countdown up what is it oh yeah five days uh, yep. four days four days it was probably hours, 16 hours now something like that yep. so I, anyways tuesday next when i when i got back uh for my holiday the first i was like okay i gotta sign up for disney plus now i went to disney plus's website 
I'm like, okay, how do I do this? I did exactly what Mary did. Like, where Canadian do I go? Thing open? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, good. and it's but, not registration. But here's yet, the thing: is you can just put in your email, and they're going to email you. So it was yeah, really that's... weird to me. There's no pre-download. There's no pre-payment. They're not doing pre-orders, which is really strange to me. Like, I can't pay right now for Disney Plus. They're making us Why? wait. Can't even do the year subscription. You thing? can't. Not you yet. have to well. wait. Until the twelfth, okay. And I think their server, unless they have a server farm under a Walmart somewhere, it's going to be fucked on yes, Tuesday. Agreed. Everyone trying to download that's awful. The Disney Plus app, trying to sign up, everything is going to crash. That is a huge problem. And then the Mandalorian is like, ah, what are you doing, Disney? Like, I don't. I'm sure that they have it sorted out, and they maybe want to. Maybe they want to cause a little bit of internet controversy with like, oh, I couldn't get my Disney Plus. Bless you. I love that you just said controversy. <laughs> um, do we know if that's the way in the states as well? Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Disney, you're making a mistake. Oh, so, weird. Um, so yeah. So Mary, you're not crazy, yeah. and anybody that is also trying to download or pre-register or whatever there's nothing yeah i signed up like a month ago to the to to let me know and i was really surprised like i'm, a, I'm a, we're a week out and i'm like where's my email yeah, testing four days yeah. um the other thing uh is because we do have a couple listeners from overseas uh <laughs> we are it's getting released in uh the states in canada on the 12th we've talked about this before it's november 17th in new zealand and australia sorry andy who lives mm, in new zealand dang. and uh jill who i know listens from the uk and europe 2020 they're not getting it until oh spring. my god so that sucks, but uh, we Back will. Back to Torrance, UK. Yeah, so Jeez. hopefully we're going to be getting it and be able to download it. Brian put it on the Geek Out uh, podcast group. Brian put the list of all of the things that you can g- get it with. Yeah, you cannot devices, get it with a yeah. smart TV right now. You need a, a secondary device, except for Amazon Fire Stick. I think if you have like a, a Samsung, yeah, Amazon Fire Stick would be one. A Chromecast would be a really good because that's like it's a cheap alternative. It's cheap, yeah. a cheap little thing to buy that, that you can attach to yeah. your TV. So Amazon is the only one that's not confirmed for launch. Well, the oh, thing is, man. is these require licensing deals and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I won't. You know, I, I'm not going to speculate on how how well or hard they've been working on this to get it done before launch. But if you're not going to let us grab the stuff until launch, yeah. that seems like a bad plan. I'm actually surprised that uh, they got the licensing. It's going to be on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm surprised about that mm-hmm. after oh, all yeah. of the, like, because Apple... With the Apple TV, TV Plus? Plus and yeah. everything. Yeah, Agreed. and they've been going hard. Yeah, it's interesting. Apple TV Plus has been, like, going hard marketing yeah. its own shit to you through all your devices. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen anything for Disney Plus, but I assume that it'll just be there. Yeah. Ready. And, like, you know, with some fanfare, with some, like, a big, probably a banner, like, Disney Plus is here now on the App Store and whatever, but... Um, I'm not too worried about you. It's just guys. weird that you can't pre down. Like, I feel like it's going to crash. Cool. Like, you know how many people yeah. are trying to put their credit card info? <laughs> no, maybe they do have, like, you know, Disney's a, giant, good at- a giant Arnim Zola kind of bunker. <laughs> Disney is so. uh, is good at taking your credit card information and taking. Uh, <laughs> I, think I, I know about sorted. that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Do we talk about this one? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about so it. So one more thing under a bit eye rolly, and I love that Brian just sent this through with the word Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> Colin Farrell is in talks to play Penguin in The Batman. Oh, I thought that that was official. That's just in talks. No, I believe that's official. Though. Oh, is it? Oh, the yeah, because there was another development to that is that uh, we have an Alfred. That's yes. right. Oh. Yes. yes. Yeah. Who'll be the Alfred? Andy Serkis. <gasps> he'll be great he be, at that. He's such a good character actor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to do a great job. Oh, man, that'll be good. And, you know, I hope they, uh, like you've talked about before, Brian, too, like it'd be neat if they kind of amped up his past as either being like a paramilitary or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So let's just go through real quick here. Paul Dano is the Riddler. Yep. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Yep. 
Uh, Colin Farrell now is the Penguin. Yep. This is your one Cesar Romero away from the original <laughs> 1966 Batman movie where all the bad guys got together to... I don't remember the plot of that movie. Challenge it was to Batman. Turn the, it was to turn the world leaders into powder, I think. I remember, oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. And challenge Batman to a surf competition. Well, there was that too, yes. What? Oh, yeah. You never watched the 1966 no. Batman? Oh, yeah. Wow. Fifth yeah. Pow Surf. Yeah. And they all were in there. All the bad guys got together to say jokes at each other Incredible. in a warehouse. It was insane. Even as a child, when I loved Batman, like the old Batman show so oh, yeah. much, it was my favorite thing. Watched it every single day after school. When I was like, oh, there's a movie, and I put that on, even as a kid, I was like, how the fuck long is this movie? <laughs> it took forever because they had to make enough time for each one of these villains yep. to have a time in it. So And then they went surfing, so it sounds a lot like Point Break to me. <laughs> that is also a long, <laughs> shitty movie. Yeah, hope for this movie is slowly dwindling, but uh, uh, just, we'll yeah. have to see. If they announce another, again, they're, they're, shoe, they're shoe mockering this. Well, yeah. are they under the impression that every time they let one of these casting choices leak, that we're all going to be like, oh, wow. Right, exactly. Or we're just like, Now no. I really want to see this movie. Oh, oh, no, oh, no, 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 please don't. You already have two, no, no, not anymore. Well, maybe Catwoman's going to be good. Like, it's going to be that good Catwoman. Oh, maybe. Like, and she's not going to be evil yet. Still, that's a lot of characters. Like, yeah. This is not friends, you guys. <laughs> and then uh, one headline under very damn eye rolly Martin Scorsese. I said Marvel movies aren't cinema. Let me explain. An opinion piece by Martin Scorsese. Oh, no. Did you guys read it? Was this post on, like, The New Yorker or something? <laughs> no, wasn't it? Was it really? Wasn't it yeah. Deadline? I, I don't even remember. Yeah, no, but it was originally, like, you, he published in of one of those newspapers. Oh, yeah. I didn't oh, read yeah, it. Oh, yeah, New York Times. And- I didn't read it because I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't... It's just, like, again, like, it... Yeah, I... I in a couple cup podcasts guy like i said it's just it's snobbery really yeah. is all it is and it's no matter what anybody says whether i respect marvel movies i don't respect marvel movies i'm still going to fucking watch these things yeah. uh, like what so i read the article last night and wow how interesting wild it's actually very much like the art aronson rebuttal there in that it's like <laughs> they said he said fuck you Paul <laughs> Martin like, Scorsese very specifically he's like there's a guy named Paul Bassino I just like to say fuck him and the Marvel movies just didn't want it <laughs> yeah. no but it's just like he presented uh, a very dumb idea right in in like a few words and then we're like oh that's stupid and then he's like no hey 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 let me clarify and then clarifies exactly what you thought mm-hmm. right in the few words in many words and that's oh, all he does geez. in the article there's like nothing interesting or new it's exactly what you assume he meant of course that's exactly what he meant let me pull quote my highlight line many franchise films are made by people of considerable talent and artistry right franchise films mcdonald's is franchise this is the most backhanded compliment there ever was He's. It's just like, oh, I'm sure they'll be fine. It's I'm like, sure Paul, you great. have really nice hair, but fuck you, Paul. Yeah, that's right. So he... There's <laughs> a lot of comparisons here. It just, you know, to me, this just says that, that Martin Scorsese, like, like many other people, can't handle change, change of culture, change of what kind of films people like, change of where they watch films. He still believes they need to be watched in the theater cinema. Yeah. And he... The crux of it is, he just wants things to stay the way the, the way they were in his exact prime. Everything was great when he was great. When I was a kid, they were like this, the movies. Yeah. They were better. Yeah. 
Good night. Now it's nothing. Nothing should change. That all said, I, I did hear uh, from some people some good, really good things about the Irishman. Oh, yeah. I just saw an ad for the Irishman when yeah. I was in LA. Like they have all those big like yeah. posters oh, yeah. for stuff. Oh, did you see God. one? Yeah. I, was, I saw one ad for it. I was like, hey, there's that Scorsese movie. <laughs> cool. No, and then I right next doubt- to a building that's like full frozen like, tube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it's going to be an amazing movie. That's what's hard about this is like I respect him as a director. I hear what he's saying. I know what you're saying, dude, but stop saying it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's that's why it's easier to not care cuz I'm still gonna every now and then throw on The Departed. Yeah. Cuz I like it. Absolutely. I don't I don't care what he has to no. what he thinks about these. You don't need to be in line with the politics of the director to enjoy their work. Mm. <laughs> All right, we have a thousand reviews oh and recommendations. God. Where do we start? Let's start with you, Kirsten. Yay! I feel like I'm glad that I'm sick so you can listen to my sick voice talk about this for at least more than nine minutes. Yeah, so I just got back um, from Galaxy's Edge, Disneyland, um, went down to check out the new um, Star Wars land down there. Oh my God. It was good. Did you cry? I didn't cry. I was really surprised because I was watching Mm -hmm. in the stories. When you went to Harry Potterville, oh Oh, my God, all those, you just, it's just like crying, Kirsten. It was adorable. Um, I didn't see tears. No, I didn't cry. And here's the thing I liked Galaxy's Edge, it was really cool, but. Oh, Oh, interesting. Here we go. It felt. But I looked at my bank account afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I'm like wearing all like Star Wars shit right now. It's amazing. Um, it felt very like the Millennium Falcon. Like when we walked around the corner to see the Millennium Falcon, I'm like, I'm going to fucking cry. I'm yeah. going to see the Millennium Falcon. It's like life size. Like I'm going to see it and I'm, I'm going to fucking cry. We walked around the corner, saw the Millennium Falcon and I was like, that's fake. Oh, oh no! Like, no! It's not a real ship. <gasps> oh no! It's not the Christ. real Millennium Falcon. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, wow. I love so you're expecting it to be able to fly? Yeah. No. <laughs> it just it looked um, it looked it didn't look metal like uh, it didn't oh. it looked kind of plasticky. It was very static. It did have some like cool effects and like the like some jets would come on sometimes right. and like, like some smoke would come down. Smoke. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. But it just it felt. It didn't feel real enough for me. Whereas, uh, in, and maybe that's like attributing to because yes, when you go to Harry Potter Land and you go to um, Hogsmeade, like it's not hard to replicate. This is what a building looks like. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. But when you're trying to make a whole new planet, um, and <laughs> yeah. like this planet of Batu, it it just didn't feel. It wasn't an. I don't know. Wow. I don't know what it was. It didn't feel, and I still liked it, but. I didn't, uh, yeah, I don't know, no tears. Very interesting. That um, is. And it's interesting you say, like, you come around a corner to see it, because mm-hmm. that's, like, a very built-in yep. thing to the Disneyland experience, is how you first see things. It's, like, built for maximum impact yep. in that way. Like, So do you have that, like, uh, when you go to other places in Disneyland, when you first see the castle, when you first see... Yeah, the, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, had that, I had that in Cars Land. Yeah, really? Cars Land Cars is Land amazing. Is like holy shit. And I'm shit. not even a huge yeah. cafe and yep. all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'm not nice. even a huge Cars fan, but and and maybe that's because it's a cartoon and it's easier to replicate, that's true, but every yeah. time I walked yeah. into Radiator Springs, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. This is Radiator I'm in the Springs. movie. Um, but when you go into Simpsons Land in Universal, I don't get that feeling. I'm like, this is a bit too cartoony. Yeah, Universal. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah. again, it's you know, it's the you're, the it's yeah. the difference between something that has full-time em- career employees mm-hmm. versus part-time people mm, yeah. like do you yeah. want a Moe's burger or yeah. whatever <laughs> you know, like, but and I will say this though so the Millennium Falcon didn't have the impact it did the land itself maybe didn't have the impact I wanted it to but the immersion in the land mm. was 
amazing. Nice. Every time you bought something, which I did frequently, <laughs> um, <laughs> they'd be like, that's 23.23 credits. Like they, no, they, they, that's they, awesome. Wow. Everything was credits. Oh, and no, no other land in Star Wars, uh, uh, in Disney does that, right? No. In Fantasyland, oh, they're fantastic. not like 23 pixie dust. <laughs> <laughs> like, Although that would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, so they referred oh, to everything in God. credits. Yes. Um, they referred, so... When um, you go to Savvy's workshop to build the lightsabers, the whole the whole um, Jack or uh, Batu, the planet this takes place on, is a Black Spire outpost. It's this right now is taking place in between the Last Jedi and the Rise of the Skywalker. Interesting. So they've got stormtroopers there that are wandering around and they're looking for rebels. Kylo showed up at one point and he like just kind of walks around and. He's like trying to find a rebel, which he's trying to find Ray, right? Right. Um, so you get these like stormtroopers and Kylo walking around, like interrogating you. And Savvy's workshop, where you go to make the um, the lightsabers, they can't say like you're going to go make a lightsaber here. So if you go up to them and they're like, "Oh, is this where I make lightsabers?" the 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 cast members are like, uh, "No, we're um, we're selling some scrap here. If you'd like, oh, some scrap. That is so That's great." So, like, they're keeping it underground yes. like you would on Batuu. Yeah. Oh, my God. And so, so, like, cool. the, the stormtroopers would walk by, and they'd be like, what's going on here? And, like, there was, like, oh. one guy in our group that was said something about lightsabers, and the stormtroopers took him and escorted him away. <gasps> they brought him back. <laughs> That's but, like, amazing. Because so they were like, we're going to question you, like, detain That's you That's amazing. Now. I wonder what happened to them when he went when 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 away. He's like, I can't say that, sir. Hey, don't call them oh, lightsabers. Man. And so the whole time you, you think you're going to go make scrap. And the lightsaber, the lightsaber building experience was, I cried. That I nice. cried. Whoa. Nice. You go in, there's like 15 people max inside. You all get this table. Um, before you go in, you have to choose which lightsaber you want to make. And they have like four different, um, four different. Uh, Kyber crystals? F- fields of, not, oh, not Kyber crystals. They have like six different Kyber crystals nice. you can choose from. But you get to be like protection and defense, power oh, and sure. control. Oh. There's like a earth and something. Like an educational or yeah, something. Yeah, the nature. Yeah, the yeah nature that, and yeah. whatever. Um, and so you have a, an elemental in nature was oh, that one. Oh, thank you. And then I forget what the last one was. Was it like um, philosophy or something? Like It was more of a scholarly no. no. I'm just making that up in my yeah, head. Yeah, there's like protection and defense. And then I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, um, you, you pick which, like, lightsaber you want, and then you go in, and they tell, like, an actor tells this, like, story of, yes, we're actually here to make lightsabers. We've been collecting this scrap, and right now um, Rey is in the galaxy, and she's, she's fighting, and they're looking for more people that are Force-sensitive. So it is. Everyone's a fucking Jedi. Right? <laughs> 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 they're looking for the people yeah. who are Force-sensitive. Uh, oh, my God. And uh, they're, they're not Force-sensitive, so they can't activate the kyber crystals. See? And they... Uh, bring around they're like they tell this whole story of like close your eyes and imagine your kyber crystal. and it's kind of cheesy but it's also kind of amazing and yeah. they bring around these like glowing crystals here's the thing though for those who are fully sold and sunk into this mm-hmm. it may be cheesy for some people but they will be like enveloped in oh, this yeah. experience oh, yeah. and, oh my god so you pick out your crystal you put it on your like little like build station and then they bring up the parts uh the scrap of the lightsaber that, that you wanted to build so i went with uh protection and defense and protection and uh, protection and defense, power and control, elemental nature, and peace and justice. Thank you. Oh, oh. no, maybe I went peace and justice. I went peace and justice. Okay. Sorry. Um, protection and defense is kind of like your traditional um, Jedi. Power and control, obviously, like Sith. So those elemental like and nature red. is just like different, and peace yeah. and justice is um, like 
a different one too, like not a traditional one you see. Anyway, they give you all the parts um, and then you get to pick between like a bunch of them. So it's nice. You're not just like, here's five parts, put them all yeah, together. Yeah, not everybody's going to come out with the same yeah. thing. Um, and, and you build the hilt for your lightsaber. Oh, After you build God, the hilt for your so lightsaber, um, <laughs> it does this thing where like, like the lights dim and the lights kind of go green and then you hear Master Yoda come, oh. and he's like, he's oh, like, green like his lightsaber, and and it, and he's just like, ooh, like you, you know, yeah, I forget what he said. I, I did a recording of it, but he's just like, he's just basically saying like, you are now taking up the mantle um, because of the Force, and you're a Jedi, and you will help the galaxy. And it's just like, oh my god, I just made a lightsaber, and now Yoda's talking to me, and holy fuck. And then they do this really cool thing. So you've just built the hilt, but obviously it's not a real lightsaber. Spoiler. Oh shit! Really? So Aww. you have to. No, no, no. So you have to. They have to put like a glass, mm-hmm. like um, blade on it to make it actually a lightsaber. Tell right? me, it's not actually glass, like breakable. It's glass. like plastic okay. glass. Yeah. But like the thing is, it kind of ruins the magic to just like take this hilt and then come around and like put a piece <laughs> of plastic. <laughs> so you, what you do. Is you give the like people at Savvy's workshop your hilt, and they put it in this like um, this like case, and it's supposed to be like oh, so you you could protect the the lightsaber. What you what's actually happening is they're putting it like lying down. It's on the table in front of you. In, right? in a table in front of you, yeah. they're actually screwing in the bulb, oh, but the bulb was so already cool. there, so you didn't know that the bulb was there. Yeah, uh, it's just part of the magic. And then they say, okay, everyone, all at once. Light, like turn on your lightsabers and everybody you turn on your um, control and everybody's lightsaber lights up and then the case in front of you kind of like does this thing where it like comes open like it, it opens the case automatically and then you can pull your lightsaber out. Now you showed this in your stories yeah. dude this is where I almost cried yeah. like that was the coolest moment. And everybody like everybody in the room these like 15 oh, people man. like so happy, crying, like, <laughs> so, like everyone has these fucking lightsabers, and we're all like, oh my god, it's my lightsaber. I'm a Jedi! Um, but it was just, it was amazing how they did, yeah, and I brought my lightsaber. Yes! yes! Make it go! Make it go! Okay, <laughs> while so you unzip awesome. this, a couple of things I'm, I'm thinking about. Okay, number one. It also comes in this really cool carry I love that case, yeah, by it's the really way. really nice. Oh! oh my god! Dude, this so is amazing! Cool. So your protection? Yeah, so this hilt is the, Oh, wow! Is the, I'll, you can turn it on. Oh! So one of the things, like, when I read wow, all the reviews... Yeah, when I read all the reviews so. for these lightsabers, you know, two hundred it was $200 plus tax. United States dollars. They oh. still have tax, tax on Batu oh, for some damn. reason. Oh, it goes to the Empire. It goes to the Empire. <laughs> but um, when I read all the reviews, they were like, oh, the, the lightsabers you make at Savvy's... They're they're plastic. They're not as good as the legacy lightsabers. You're not gonna blah 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 blah. Now, what do you mean by a legacy lightsaber? So a legacy lightsaber is like if you wanted to go get Luke's lightsaber oh, or okay. or Darth Vader's lightsaber. Um, they're already like pre-made. Those are the ones you can like you can already buy. That's what this reminds yeah. me of, right? Is the ones you can buy in like a comic store. Mm-hmm. That's what's the brand that's like the really good quality lightsaber. Uh, I forget. I watched a video. I know. On it. Yeah, I know, you know what I'm talking, talking about. about right? Yeah. But okay. um, oh my god, there's such great weight to this. But <gasps> so I didn't. I tried to avoid spoilers before I went and oh, I did this. Man. And the second I picked up and touched the first piece of my lightsaber, I was like, "This is fucking metal. This yeah. is not cheap. This is not. I don't know who said they were." cheap plastic lightsabers yeah. like 
and, and the the design of this is so cool because when you put your they give you the hilt and when you put your kyber crystal in it makes like a little noise like you're loading your kyber crystal wow. in um you get to like do everything separately um so like it does makes, that mean you could take it apart when you get home and rebuild it and it'll make that noise again yeah yeah cool. there's like, one, and there's... it's actually quite easy to take apart the lightsaber too because they want to make it so you can replace the Oh, this is Heart. awesome. Kirsten just uh, unscrewing cool. portions of the hilt. Wow. So I'm just going to show you guys. There's the oh, crystal. Oh, come on. Oh, my gosh. Let's see see the crystal? Wow, that's so, so cool. So I can pop it out. This you could exchange it for another color? Yeah, we got a couple co- colors, so I'll pop it out. Does that actually change the color of the blade? It does. Oh, yeah. my no gosh. Way. That's amazing. And then I'll put it back Rad. in. Oh, listen, this is the sound when you put your kyber crystal in. Oop. Are you freaking kidding that me? That was the sound, but it's kind of hard to do with one hand. So that's the that sound anytime. Amazing. So you can change out your kyber crystal. Um, oh. And all the different kyber crystals actually make the lightsabers make different sounds. Oh, so, come on. Like the red one kind of like sounds more like you would hear like a Sith. More like sinister. The sound. Yeah. 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 Um, How much are the kyber crystals? Just $15. $15? Yeah. You can Whoa. buy all oh, <laughs> Yeah. Do they wow. come in yellow? They do come in yellow, but that is not, weirdly, one of the colors that you can pick. Um, ori- so you can only pick purple, green, blue, and red. Red. Yeah, that makes sense. I, mean, a- I know there are fringe colors, and it makes sense they wouldn't be available right in I was actually really Savings. surprised how many people picked purple. Yeah, does the purple one say, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And and reminder, that like, was Samuel L. Jackson's. Wow. So when you, it makes, oh, the noise, and then if man. you hit it. Oh, that is the coolest thing. Anyway, I would definitely recommend if you're going. Save money for that. And you have $200. Yeah. It is worth it. It is is heavy. Um, It's good quality. I saw the good quality ones you were talking about, Paul. My brother actually sent me a video last night of them testing this Disney lightsaber against that one. And um, this one stood up. Yeah. The only thing is you don't want to like... Those ones are meant like you can actually battle with them. Yeah, you don't want to bash that. You can. Like in the video, he was doing it. And I was like, where'd this fucking kid get all his money to be destroying these lightsabers? Yeah. Um, but, I, but I wouldn't. Like it did no. get a little bit damaged. Yeah. But um, yeah, so very happy. Um, really amazing experience um, doing that. That's so cool. That's really I, cool. This is, makes I am, do it now. Absolutely. Me too. That is yeah. so so cool and impressive. I love the heck out of that. I love that you can change the... You the can crystal, get into yeah. it. You can change the crystal. It makes a sound. It changes a color. That is... Oh, this so is cool. so cool. Yeah. Okay, here's my question. I've been sitting on this cause since you're describing the land yeah. and you say that like it's set in a specific time period, which yeah. is so sweet. I wonder if once The Last Jedi or I mean Rise of Skywalker comes out, mm-hmm. if it will change the time. I've heard that they I hope will. So. Because, will. Yeah, yeah, I um, think so. And you know what they would be needed for them to do is just like do it like in a post Rise of Skywalker timeline mm-hmm. for a while where everyone's like, you know, playing bongo drums on old score stormtrooper helmets and celebrating the fall of the Empire or whatever. I don't think that's how it happens. But the, and you get, yeah, that's what you're <laughs> Jedi, dude. And the Ewoks are doing it. And then um and then and then they switch it up so it's like, oh, this now is like in Darth Vader times, and then Darth yeah. Vader can walk around and do stuff. That would be really sweet. Okay, here's my other ponderance to all you guys. In the Rise of Skywalker, 1,000% now it will happen that there's a line where they're like, remember when we were on Batu and Kylo Ren almost caught us? Yeah, probably. Okay, that's going to be in the movie. Uh, I was going yeah. to say, do you think that it just 100% will Undoubtedly. be? Undoubtedly. 
are you guys going to be like, oh, neat, just like Disneyland? <laughs> yeah. Or are you guys going to be like, <laughs> I was there. That oh, Jesus. No. Synergy. No, I like it. Awesome. Um, they, so they had like the, this whole section, the one side of the f- section where the Millennium Falcon was and the ride um, Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run was. Um, was like the first order side. Oh Jesus! Sorry, sorry, what sorry, sorry. I just hit the wrong um, oh. thumb button. I've done that um, before. The, Nobody heard it. So the other side, heard, oh, the resistance side, <laughs> sorry, where man. the ride, the rise of the resistance will eventually fucking be. Now. Um, was dead. There was like nobody over there. Well, of course um, not. Um, but yeah, the resistance side was very full of of people. It was, it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like uh, once that other side opens. Um, wow. So just really quick, the Millennium Falcon, the Smugglers Run. Um, as a ride goes, wasn't my favorite ride. It was kind of like a, it was very gamey. Like it, it's amazing walking into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and being like, "Holy fuck, I'm in the Millennium Falcon!" Nice. And it's very, it's a very tactile ride. Like kids would probably love it because you get to flip switches, tick, you tick, get to whatever. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, but it's it's one of those rides that they've been doing lately where it's a screen in front of you. It's like you're yeah. on a whatever, and there's a screen. And it's moving a little. So you're bit. in the hydraulic yeah. chair. It's a gimbal. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and the first time I did it, I was one of the positions is called an engineer. So you're sitting in the back and you have to flick all those switches on the mm, falcon nice. to like keep, keep the falcon running Sweet. but i couldn't look at the screen like to see what was the fuck was going on in the oh. story because i had to be paying attention to the switches <laughs> oh shoot you're actually doing a job it's like that cruise you can't leave yeah yeah so uh like that wasn't that great but on the last day we went back and we made sure that i got to pilot the falcon uh-huh. and there's a couple moments on the ride where you get to as the pilot Put the Falcon um, into light speed. Yes, ah! so good. And th- that I almost cried. Like so good when uh, when Hondo, because Hondo is like the person that's on the ride. Um, when he's like, "All right, now, right pilot, put put the Falcon into light speed," and this like light lights up, and you have to like take a bar and pull it down. Yes, like wow. you're putting into light, and then the fucking Falcon goes into light speed. I was like, "Whoa, that's like, cool." That was awesome. But other than that, the ride. Whatever. Really? Like, I wish that Rise of the Resistance was open because I hear that that's going to be amazing. Um, here's a question I have for you about this whole thing is like, there's just one Millennium Falcon where you get to like see inside of it, right? Yeah, so it's like part of the ride. So the Falcon, oh, that's, okay. the Falcon that's sitting out um, that you probably see all the photos of, you don't actually go inside that Falcon. That's just right. sitting there. Um, and then the, uh, the ride is kind of like behind that in okay. a building. Okay. So... So when it's that thing where it's like the hallway with the like padded thing and everything yep. it looks like in the movie. Yeah. So are they only letting you in like a few people at a time? Oh, yes. uh, okay. Because yeah. that's what I was wondering. I was like, how do they are, do that? I was curious yeah, too. People yeah. People get these great shots of them, you know, mm-hmm. as if they're Han and Chewie like in the Falcon, and that's yeah. it. And I was like, where are the f- where's all the rest of the fucking tourists? Because yeah. that's what I imagined was just going to be like a full room of people. Yeah. Like yeah. Harry Potter film, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense and is sweet. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, like it was cool. The Falcon being on inside the Falcon yeah. was really cool. But yeah, the exterior, whatever. Um, the other thing, August Cantina went to the Cantina, um, kind of like a cool little Easter egg in there is, um, Rex is the unit that is the DJ of the Cantina and D- and Rex, that unit was like the original pilot of Star Tours back in the eighties. Like, oh, if you ever I went, remember oh, that. Yeah. That's hilarious. He was like the droid, kind of like the bumbling <gasps> droid that like did everything wrong. And what like, a course. great callback. So right. they love it. They've updated Star Tours now. So they've taken Rex out and now I heard that. he is in the Cantina. And the cantina um, was a lot of fun. You had to have reservations for it. It's the only place in Disneyland you can get alcohol. Um, But (laughs) it was definitely more fun when she started listening to Rex because the songs he was playing, they have 
produced specifically for this cantina. So he would be like, oh, okay, you know, this is a song going out to... Oh, Here we go. This is launch. Uh, yeah, good afternoon, everybody. What? It's one minute past 12, and you know what that means. No. The beautiful lunch lady is here it's with beautiful. wonderful things for you to try and eat for lunch today. He knows we're Try and eat? He knows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he'd be like, okay, here, here goes out to all my Gungans in the room. It's oh, the traditional yes. Gungan drinking song. And then they'd play this like really cool song that you would probably imagine a bunch of Gungans wow. who's Jar Jar Binks if you don't know what a Gungan is, awesome. um, drinking to. And then they'd be like, here goes out to like all my people from whatever planet. And so the music was really cool. That is so cool. If you listened. And then we were in there for about 40 minutes and Johnny finally asks... Um, one of the staff, he's like, does uh, DJ Rex ever play, like, you know, the cantina, the cantina song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the traditional cantina song. And the guy was like, the staff member was like, I don't know, man, it's all up to Rex. I don't think he takes requests. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, maybe about five minutes later, there's, like, this whole thing that happens where it shuts down. And, and like, the they have to, they have to, no, there was no band. You oh. had to, this guy had to, like, push a button. Like, it was, like, a part of the production. And then Rex comes back online. And he says a joke about, like, this is my first time here, because he's come back online. And then he put the Cantino song, and oh, everyone... this is my first time here, that's so funny! Everyone went nuts. Like, Good everybody's in joke. there to hear the Cantino song. Of course they are. Um, and it's But nice. you can't play that full, full time. Yeah. Even though I kind of wished, I was like, I would just like them to play the yeah, Cantino Same song, here we go! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cast members start shooting... Oh, no, that's... Yeah, that was really fun. Um, yeah, DJ Rex, yeah, Star Tours, they've totally... Looked at, uh, this, Disney is so Star Wars right now, they have redone Star Tours again um, to, to be Star Wars, which it always was, but they've upgraded it, and there's C-3PO, and there's like 10 or 12 different scenarios you can go through, and you mm. get to fly oh, through so cool. different parts of the Star Wars universe, but oh. like the the new Star Wars universe it now. Is, so it is new, okay. Yeah, so it's new. Um, like, I think at one point you fly through like something like with the Resistance and like Kylo, or at least on the ride we went to, so that was all um, Star Wars. They had, like, a Star Wars prop gallery. They had, like, a Star Wars... Like, Tomorrowland is basically Star Wars Land Part yeah, 2 crazy, right now. Crazy. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Um, it was amazing. If you go get a lightsaber, Yeah. Um, the immersion in the land was probably one of the best immersion thingies. Your brother got a Build-A-Bear robot? Oh yeah, my brother did a droid. <laughs> um, which was kind of fun because you're in the another scrap pile. And the, I, I called it, I said it was like um, if you were on a sushi train, but it was droid <laughs> parts. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So they just had all these parts going through and, and it was the same thing. Like you had to pick out eight parts and so they just continually And they ended up being about you. what? About a foot tall? Yeah, I think it's about Cute. a foot. And you said that after you build the droid it, like, moves and makes sounds. Yeah, so you have a remote oh. control to control it, but the droids also have personality oh. chips. So kind of like the kyber crystals, depending on what personality chip you have in the droid, it makes different noises and reacts to things a bit differently. I what was the personality? It. Was Sassy one of them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had, like, a, a rebel droid, oh and they have a resistance God. droid, and they have, like, a first cool. order droid. I want to build a bear Um And you could do an R unit or a B unit. Oh, cute. So, oh, wait, wow. how do the B units work? They're on a ball, like a. Like those Sphero stuff? Yeah. Oh, my God, that is so cool. Yeah. We were Dang. almost going to build one, but we had spent a lot of money. So how many credits was that? 100 credits. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the uh, Empire's tax. Uh, of course, of yeah. course. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Rest your voice for a minute. Um, both of you did The Void, so let's hear about it from oh, Brian yeah. first. Yeah, The Void. 
Uh, I didn't do it at Disneyland, though. No, no, no. no but you... really, we're so we're so inter. I'm just going to talk, even though you told me to shut up. <laughs> yeah. We're such uh, international jet setters that Brian and I both did it separately, which I thought was so cool. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. Opposite ends of the uh, the continent. Wait, I have sorry. One more question about Disneyland. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back unless you just want me to finish. No. No. Um, <laughs> before I forget the question, okay, you talk about a thing, Gungans. Mm-hmm. How many references were there to the prequels at Disneyland? Do you mm, think? Good question. Like, was Jetster, Je- Dexter Jetster there serving in the cantina and stuff like that? No, and but um, when you're robot. on when you're on Star Tours, um, there's like uh, C-3PO and R2 are like having a little conversation while you're in the line, and uh, C-3PO says something to R2, and he's like, you're the most annoying person I've ever met, and I've met Jar Jar, or something oh! like that. Oh, nice. nice. I like, love it. That's great. Ouch. That's great. But otherwise, like, not much. Like I, I, it sounds like there's not much original trilogy stuff in there either anymore. No, because it's, it's all, all like way trilogy. in the future, right? right? Like so, like the Jedi. Like if you go back to um, uh, the 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 restart, the reboot of all these movies, right? The Jedi is kind of a a myth, right? Right. So I think a lot of that stuff is gone from the land. Crazy. Chewbacca was there. Chewbacca walked around all the fucking time, which leads me to believe he's not going to die in the next movie because. Then what are they going to do with that Chewbacca suit? Oh, the other weird thing that Johnny noticed on the last day, because he was like, we bought all the shit, and he's like, you know what I would really like is Han Solo's blaster. Nice. They didn't sell any blasters, and I think that's a Disney gun thing. Sure it is. Yeah, I agree. Right? It was weird, though, that they didn't sell blasters. Agreed. That is strange. Who walked up to the uh, window of Seaprod and put a piece of paper on it that says, Rouge Robin? That, that was Caleb. Is that Rogue or Rouge? Rouge. No, it's he, he's Rouge. going to Red Robin for lunch. I know. I want to go. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. We are we're way over on time. So let's hear about the void for now. Uh, sure. Well, you are you done with? Okay, let me talk with, about like one more thing, and then we'll talk. About yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like I don't want to stop. I don't want to stop. Because this, this goes though. into Avengers now. Oh. Um, well, wait, wait, wait. Firstly, you didn't get Paula Coke bottle. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh, the look on the your miracle Coke. Everybody, so happy. <laughs> oh my god, uh, <laughs> there's cooks. You got a bag full. <laughs> I actually got everybody something. Um, I'll never so, wow, but you, you already knew you were probably getting that. You're probably oh, wondering, sweet. I, I was gonna tell you, didn't even think about that. Yeah, um, Brian. Oh, oh my god, oh, Avengers and art because you're not here. I knew you weren't gonna be here, so I didn't get you anything. Oh. That's it. You oh didn't want to hurt him. Oh, my God. So nice. I'll put it on your desk for you. You're the best. That's the best. Oh, Kirsten. Okay, keep, keep going. So Sorry, I was kind of go. avoiding talking that. about this till I gave Paul I the thermal detonator that. Coke. Can I hold it for a sec, please? <laughs> yes, of course. But, um, wow, that's so cool. I came around to the thermal detonator Coke. <laughs> did you, did you drink now. one? Yes, I drank one. That's really cool. That's really cool. when I got to the land and the immersion was like that, it was like six credits this credits like everybody talking like they're on start we're like when you would order something like that they didn't have they're like well we have to check at the next spaceport like the immersion was fucking insane so when i saw that now i realize why they have these fucking circular coke bottles yes <laughs> yes because it was like you That's were great. in a different land yeah. and so i am now on board 
with the circular go kart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so good. good. They, they, they just that. really added to the immersion of the land, oh and now God, I understand. Look awesome. how good that looks on a shelf. Too. It looks that's going awesome. in my liquor cabinet. I'll never drink it. <laughs> that's I love so it. cool. That's so cool. That is so cool. Um, Thanks, yeah. Kirsten. You're welcome. Neat. Wow. Thank um, you. <laughs> Fuck! Fuck those fucking circles! I was like, I was so angry about it the whole time too. Like Johnny was like, you need to get credits. Paul one of those. And then I was like, meow. And then we, and then we <laughs> meow. <laughs> and then we went oh up and bought God. it. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah. So just the last thing that'll take us into the void is that in uh, California Adventure they have the Avengers Mission Breakout Ride which uh, used to be the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Um, there was a guy while we were in the line who was like, have you ridden this ride since they've redone it? So wasn't it Guardians of the Galaxy before? No. It was, it was, it was the Hollywood Tower of Terror. Oh. And they've made it... Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Fuck, I said Avengers. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay, Mission okay, okay. Breakout. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but before that. Right, yeah. yeah okay. um, he was like, have you ridden the, uh, this new ride since they've redone it? We were like, no. He's like... It's a fucking upgrade. And we're like, whatever. Oh, like, Tower yeah. Terror was my favorite ride to begin with. Oh, dear. It was a fucking upgrade. Tell it's me. so good. The line, like, I know, Paul, like, we've talked about how oh. the lines are part of the experience. So you're going into, um, uh, what's his name? Adelar Tivan, like the collector. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're going into the collector's uh, private collection, and he's captured the Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're going to go look at them whatever on tour. The thing that I love about Disney and these rides and why they're fucking phenomenal is they get all the original actors and voice actors yep, and everything back. That's yeah. contracts mm. for you, man. So, like, the, the collector was uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yes! So good! And uh, and it was fucking amazing. And you go into the collector's office, and there's lots of st- stuff to look at. Like, he's got Cosmo the dog there. He's got, like, re- Asgardian relics. Mm. Like, there's so many little Easter eggs that you can look at going on to this ride. Um, the ride itself was so good. Like basically Rocket has broken himself out and he's going to, he needs your help to get the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Kirsten sent me a quick video of the Rocket animatronics and it blew my flipping mind. It looked mind. so no! good. It in- was insane. Like he, the, the animatronics too for Hondo on the um, Millennium sure. Falcon were really, like you, it was almost like you thought it was a person up there. Wow. And so Rocket cool. looked so good. And of course it's Bradley Cooper's voice, which is really fun. Um, animatronics were fucking amazing and like while you're watching this uh, thing and Rocket's talking about how you're going to break out and he's walking around you can see like the little Walkman like start like <sighs> Star-Lord's so Walkman and, and the first time we went on the ride I, I said to Johnny I was like oh look it's Star-Lord's Walkman because it's the collector has mm. it right and at the end of like Rocket being like this is how we're going to break out um, while you're going into the ne- next room he goes oh I'll take that and his like oh, paw comes yes. down and picks up the and it's not digital; it's real, right? Like wow. it's a, I'll show amazing. you a video. I'll post uh, it. In the- that's so, so cool. cool. Anyway, Rocket, when you get on this ride, the best part about it, he's like he unplugs the ride when it's about to start, oh. and he plugs in his own music, oh, and then you just get a random one of six songs from the Guardians oh. soundtrack. Yeah, so cool. every time you ride the ride, it's like it's one of those that. classic songs. I and love it, that replay value. It was so good, and. Uh, Stark Industries was right out in front because they're building Avengers Land. Yeah. Oh, Con- could you see it when the doors open kind of thing? Well, you could see it like walking up. They've closed off part of the land because they're oh, building sure. Avengers Campus. 
I tried to see if I could see anything. I couldn't, but it just says <laughs> Stark Industries nice. everywhere. So Sweet. just like a little teaser for oh God, what is so to come. Wow. So, so and then good. the void, is that in California Adventure or is that outside of the, the void is in downtown Disney. Is in downtown yeah. Disney, yeah, that's what I thought. Hmm. Okay. So, so the, the void. void the void is a super duper walking, standing immersive VR experience that both Kirsten and Brian managed to do this past week. Yeah, so I did it in a place called the Rec Room in Toronto, just underneath the CN Tower. Um, and I know, yeah, it was in down. I, I heard it, that it was in downtown Disney because my cousin uh, did it when he was there, and he did it a, the Star Wars one. Um, but it is. It's like I've, uh, we were talking about this a few podcasts ago, where it's like if you want a VR experience that you're not just kind of sitting in this thing and there's like hydraulics in your seat and you're getting dizzy because it doesn't necessarily match the movements this is the vr thing that you want to do because mm -hmm. you're basically in a constructed set and if there's a wall in front of you in virtual reality you actually feel that wall yeah uh, so geez. um what we ended up doing the the new uh thing for the void is uh, a storyline called avengers damage control um, so you step in, and it was a little bit different from for me than it was for you. One because I did it alone. <laughs> I was waiting on uh, on Shep Ryan Shepard, our uh, podcast uh, listener. Hi Shep. Um, but yeah, he couldn't make it out of work, and I was like, oh no, I'm getting paranoid that I'm not going to be able to do this. So I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I yeah. asked the guy, I was like, is it weird that I want to do this just? by myself and he's like it's actually better because then he's like nobody's getting in your way and you yeah, can do whatever you want um so i you know you start by going in you get to choose which suit you want uh so your suit design you can get like the the female bodysuit or the male bodysuit um and then color of like kind of the lining of the suit what color did like you that. go with i went with red oh okay yeah i went with like a teal Not or no i switched it to the yellow because it looked like gold after my brother was uh, picked the lady suit, yeah, which was that's, very which creepy. Is cool. Um, <laughs> so the uh, the the whole concept of this is that you're trying out, you're test piloting this this suit that Shuri designed from Wakanda, which is a combination of Stark technology and Wakandan technology. So it kind of looks like the Iron Man suit made with vibranium. Yeah. Oh, so cool. That's so cool. yeah, very cool. And so, I mentioned to Brian that like in the like in the beginning where you're getting your briefing, like Shuri comes out and it's the actual actress. Mm -hmm. um, and right. then there's like an AI and I cannot remember and unfortunately Brian I was I like Brian will know. No, I was so excited. Um, there's like an AI like so instead of like Jarvis or whatever the lady name AI Friday. is Friday. Friday in the suit, um it's it's a new name and I wonder if that's going to come up in the MCU and I mentioned to Brian that the voice of that new AI in these suits is Trevor Noah. That's crazy. I did not like know. From, I didn't pick up on that. I'm trying to place that name. I know. The guy the that took over show. for Colbert. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh my god. That's crazy. So he's the voice of, of this new AI in your suit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's sweet. It's Yeah it's pretty sweet. So like the overall my overall experience is that yeah any anytime you have a chance to do it you have to do this. Yeah. It's It's Incredible! Wow. Um, so my overall experience, just because of the the fine details and everything like that, I loved it. Like so the first the first thing, like just for me, that like I've done uh, virtual reality, I've done like uh, rides and stuff. But the the first thing for me of walking out, like that you can physically touch the things, is there's like you all the transitions were really good. Like uh, basically. Um, Doctor Strange does his, uh, his little sparkly figure thing and get, yeah. gets you into a different room oh. and you're in the Sanctum Santorium and you're kind of like walking and as you walk there's a window that's open. But that window is like to Tibet, right? Yeah, it's a oh, window to Tibet. So cool. But when you physically walk by this window 
It's cold. cold. Yes, wow. that is yeah. so great. Cold Sweet. air blows on you, and it's like almost like you can feel because you can see the snow I coming. It's it. almost like you can feel like snow yeah. on you. Wow. It's wow. so cool. That's unreal. Oh man, do you ever feel like though when you're in there because? Like, cause you're all strapped in, and the thing covers your face completely, right? Your mm-hmm. eyes. Do you, is it a bit of a like a like you're walking blind, like you're feeling out, no. or is it so well, I never real? That. Really? My, wow. uh, yeah, it's. I think it's so. It's it's well done to a point where yeah, it, you you can trust it to a point where you don't like you don't think oh no I'm gonna walk into a wall and they're gonna yeah. laugh at me. This yeah. is a, a trick, right? Uh, the only thing that really was weird for me. Uh, was just this one thing where you're walking through the Sanctum Santorum and there's this kind of spiral and it's not a staircase but it's a spiral it's like a sort of uh, decline uh, and you don't feel yourself going down oh, like going okay, decline. Sure. Okay. but it's like that's a lot to build because right? yeah. you're not yeah. actually going downstairs and stuff yeah. like they've built this square room where you can walk through all these things you know and you just feel like you're you know but the, wow. the specific details like the cold there's a part where um, I don't know if this is a spoilery thing, well, just say but it. there's just a, a part where Ant Man shrinks you down. Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're shrinking oh, down, and wow. then everything you look at is gigantic. Well, and you're yeah. standing next to this popcorn. gigantic popcorn kernel, and you're smelling you fucking smell popcorn. popcorn. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. oh, so cool. That's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. So weird. And Do you ever fly? Because no, no, you don't fly. You're you, you act. You're in this this suit that it doesn't necessarily fly. So it is kind of like the Black Panther suit. Okay, right? the Black yeah. Panther you suit fly doesn't in a fly. Ship, though. You do go into a ship and you can control the ship. And there's okay. like an actual like um, wheel, like yeah. an actual wheel that you grab onto wow. to fly the ship. Yeah, which is nuts. It's wild how it's like the exact same thing that you both did in Toronto and California. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Like when you're yeah. in the Sanctum Sanctorium, there's like a a banister. Like there's Doctor Strange and there's a banister and the banister has like one of those like banister caps on it. Yeah. yeah. And oh, I yeah. reached out because in, in virtual oh, yeah. reality Shut you can up. see it. I'm like, there's no way there's actually a banister cap. Like, why would you fucking be- put my hand out? There's a banister. Wow. Put my hand over. There's like the banister cap that you could feel. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I love it. Hey, you smell the popcorn um, and then you go on these ships and you have to go defeat the villain who is Ultron. Who's Ultron and like the Ultron bots and, and stuff. And while you're battling Ultron, there's like heat. Like, do you feel like yeah. the heat? Like wow. there's like Things while exploding he's exploding yeah, right. and there's like heat on you. And then of course the suit that you're wearing has like vibrations when you get hit by things. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so cool. It was like, for me, it was what? It was like 35 bucks with tax, like 39 bucks. Oh shit. Cause it was like $45 US. US. Yeah. Right. Hey. What? Um, so uh, yeah, and I loved it. So it had all the voices except for Tom Holland's. That wasn't Tom Holland. No, no there are some parts where it sounded Ooh. exactly like him, huh. but then there are other parts. Where it was like, oh shit. It was okay. I have a comment about that, which was a bit weird because uh, that that obviously takes place post snap, post everything. Because we don't have like a Captain America, we yeah. don't have you know a bunch of those those characters. But what was interesting to me, so when you get shrunk down and and Ant Man says something to Spider Man like, "Who are you? Aren't you just like the intern?" And I'm like, "How does he not know I'm Spider Man? Like, didn't like mm. isn't he like the fucking new Tony Stark?" Like that line to me was really weird, Interesting. and I wonder if they were still doing this like Marvel Sony thing, and they uh, like don't know. It was just a weird line. Could be, but like in the story, Spider Man and Ant Man don't necessarily meet until like yeah. say Civil War when Ant Man kicks Spider Man. Oh right. But this is, like takes place after the after Endgame. Right. Like it was just a weird yeah. line. He was just like, "What are you? Just like the intern? Like why are you?" He sounded exactly like Tom Holland. I'm very there impressed. Was, there were certain yeah. parts. There there was one part, though, when you're in the ship and then and then Spider-Man's talking. It was like, oh, that's not Tom Holland. Oh, weird. And then War Machine, too. War Machine was not War Machine. Yeah. 
Um, but everybody else, Paul Rudd like, was there. Paul Rudd is, yeah. yeah. yeah I was, I was and, like, oh, I wonder if it's like Lily. a... Yeah. If it is a Sony contractual thing that like they didn't just lock down Tom Holland for all the theme park shit, but it was like Evangeline if, uh, Lilly, and like it was uh, uh, James Spader was Ultron. Mm. Uh, Ultron, so and it was great. It. It was they also oh in the sorry back uh, in the uh, ride the um, Guardians of the Galaxy ride they had one of those like Ultron suits mm. like half like broken and its voice was James Spader cool. saying something like what are you looking at me like That's like cool. it was about the ride but it was James anyway yeah That's you've sweet. storied that I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah, so the closest void that we have is in the rec room in uh, Edmonton and West Edmonton Mall. They Let's are, go, bud. Yeah, right? So we got to get out of this experience. They have, yeah. they, have a, um, they have a Jumanji. They have the uh, Star Wars Secrets of the Empire. And now they do have do Avengers they? Damage because Control. Because the, the thing that I asked when, because we were originally going to do the Star Wars one. And uh, when we got to oh, downtown right, Disney, too. they said to us, um, I said, oh, do you only have this one? And they're like, yeah, we only have this one. Because apparently what they usually do is they'll do half the day as one room and half the day as the other room. Mm. So they were doing Wreck-It Ralph and then switching it to the Star Wars. But she said the Avengers is such a big experience, it's too much to do a set change in the middle of the day. Like, Makes there's sense. too much. So they were only doing the Avengers. There's a lot of detail. Interesting. So that's okay. the thing. So if you go, my recommendation for you is to not, like, waste time and, like, waste other people's time, but try to take your time to notice because apparently this has a lot of Easter eggs that I was so excited to just be yeah. in there that I missed. Um, one, one of the things the lady said when I came out, she said to us, who was your favorite cameo? And who was your favorite cameo? Mine was Stan Lee. And I did not see Stan you Lee. You didn't see Stan Lee. Yeah. Interesting. And where was he? So Stan Lee... And I, this is not. This is something to look for because, like, you're, there's probably going to be a lot of things that you'll miss, and uh, and a lot of people miss this part. But Stan Lee is a cameo in the clouds. Well, you're fighting Ultron, oh, which I did. Hilarious! Like Stanley, I was so sad. Yeah. Um, my favorite cameo was at the end, was Korg shows up. Yeah, to do like some cleaning, and he's like, "No, he's like, just part part of the." I don't the really clean. Poo. Yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> you're right, Kirsten. In the in Void in Edmonton, for instance, they they seem to be going like a week at a time on each of these. So yeah. check your make your plans carefully if you're. If you're but it is go. like you book it like a movie, like a, or yeah. you get a, when you get a movie ticket in advance. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. So that's uh, is probably the best way to do. I go for both. Try so, to plan that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would yeah. easily do either the Star Wars or the Avengers ones. So yeah, while we, so you go over in a rollover game. Yeah. Sure, yeah. While we were uh, going through the thing, like, I mean, it must have been so funny to be a fly on the wall in that room watching people walk around in VR because yeah. like I'm like look there's Ant-Man look there's Iron Man oh my god it's Falcon like and that's oh, what like, I want to see I want to see the behind the scenes me. Of this. Yeah, yeah doing this I said to Brian did you peek I did not peek Johnny did not peek apparently my brother took his like VR glasses I would totally do that at yeah. one point to like see and like the lady was in the room with us because I guess they have to follow you around are they really they're in the room oh with my you. god yeah. whoa so, so, so if you said, you know, from Johnny, a safety standpoint, so that makes perfect sense. So Johnny said, like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't, like, fart and, like, uh, <laughs> in front of this lady. And then at the beginning, because I told you my brother chose the lady one, yeah. he was, like, feeling his boobs. And, oh, like, my oh, my God. And at one point, he, like, turned around to Johnny and, like, tried to twerk, which you can't do in the suit. It's not made for twerking. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just, like, good advice. Out. Good to know. But then he peeked later, and the lady would have fucking seen all that and had yeah. to keep so, so quiet and not laugh. Yeah. That's oh, your that's job. so funny. That's your job. Because I was just so thinking, funny. like, oh, man, if there must be, like, cameras there, it's going to see me go through the Doctor Strange sparkly portal, but I wouldn't have wanted to trip over the sparks, <laughs> so I stepped over. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Fuck. Amazing. Yeah, so there's somebody in the room so with much. you. Oh, my God. 
Friends, I think we should wrap here. We are way over time. Yeah, uh, yes. We are going to talk about Watchmen and, and oh, shit. his dark materials, which, by the way, the podcast is now renamed His DMs, which is hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I Thank you for that, I haven't Ryan. yet slid into his DMs, but I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Slide in. They're good. Both yeah. these shows are great. And we'll talk about those and living with yourself uh, uh, on another podcast. But uh, this has been so great, yeah. mm-hmm. Kirsten, and thank you to the both of you for this uh, excellent review of The Void. I'm very jazzed to, to try this someday. Yeah. Uh, but dang, this has been a great podcast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, geek out of the zone.fm group page, rate, <laughs> review, subscribe, another podcast family. Uh, the zone.fm slash podcast. I don't even remember. Um, Kirsten James, welcome back. Where can we find you on Instagram? Kirsten.james. Wow, the whole podcast, you're talking, you're dynamic, and then we get to that I know, extra. I feel like I've got to the end in my sickness. Like, now I don't have it's to just be so, and you. it's just like, okay, you're sick now, goodbye. Yeah. Art Aronson will be back in, I hope, two weeks. Happy birthday last week, Art. Uh, yeah. Thank you for contributing uh, this week. Okay. And in the meantime, fuck you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Paul? Uh, Paul Placino, does anyone, does any of you guys want to come to Rogue Robin with me? <laughs> Sorry, do I no. want? Yeah, do you want to come? I'm going to go. I do want? You, it's, 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 want. This is an yes. art joke. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm yeah. saying now you, you have to want. explain it. <laughs> and Brian? I'm Boytano913, Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> DJ Boytano on Facebook. I don't think I'll go to Red Robin. Okay. And I'm Webmeister Button on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 58. Thank you for listening. Bye! The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner. Fuck you, Paul.